Welcome to the Two Marketeers podcast, where marketing swashbucklers, Sean and Lindsay, seek to demystify the fascinating world of modern marketing. Each episode takes listeners on a storytelling adventure that informs, entertains, and inspires marketing enthusiasts of all kinds. And now, here are your hosts, the two marketeers themselves, Sean Patrick and Lindsay Wah! Yeah! Woo! Take the stick! Hello. Hello. How are you? It's a two marketeers podcast. I got the beebs in my head. As what you know. What song is it? Um, I'm terrible at the names of his songs. It's the one that goes is like. Is it the sorry one? And you are the only one I ever loved. Do you know that That's one? my youngest daughter's favorite one. Yeah. Oh, It's a yeah. good one. We rock out on the way to school on that. Your youngest daughter and me are destined to be besties. Yeah, she has a couple of favorites. She goes, Mom, can you play my Spice Girls? <laughs> sure can. Mom, can you play Justin Bieber? <laughs> Justin Bieber. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's everyone has a hard time. It's not just that you're little. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, she's just living her best little kid life, that's for sure. Good. So you went on the uh, Stairmaster this morning? Kicking it old school? Yeah. They still I, have those? Yeah. <laughs> They're good. You know what it was? I wanted to make sure I got in and out of the of the gym. And so I know that it's like, okay, if I do that for 30 minutes, like, you know, because I tend to linger and be like, oh, now I'm going to do this. Now I'm going to do that. I try and do as much as I can. I'm like, and it just killed me today. You I just try to do like, as much as you can at the gym. I try to do as little yeah, as well. possible. Quick five reps. I'm good. anyways yeah but i had entertainment and i think before i get into that um let's talk about what i think anyone who listened to podcast number 021 has been highly anticipating today we're gonna is it the don't don't yeah the boom 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 ladies and gentlemen Lindsay wah is here to talk about the wellness industrial complex Boom, dun, boom, dun, boom. Good or bad, Lindsay? Uh, exactly. T- <laughs> <laughs> that. Well, that, that, that I mean, that I was the my intention. squeaky place. <laughs> it's not the wellness. <laughs> trillion dollar industry is something that has anything bad in it yeah four trillion dollars did you see how does it how much money is that (laughs) (laughs) exactly when you get when it's a capital t i'm like is that like tons is that tons a million is that like a metric ton million dollars right how much is that i think it's more than a bajillion like i think trillion is just it's kind of like what megabyte was when I was, you know, in 30 years ago where it's like, whoa, I got one megabyte of storage. And now I just bought a new phone that has 128 gigs. I still don't know how many megabytes I should have. <laughs> I'm still like, should it be two or 30, well, you 500? Can't. Like you can't like, be I don't even... megabytes. You can't. I need a gig. Do I need a gig here? You need a Terra. Oh my, I don't know. That's the trillion of this industry. It's a Terra. Pretty much. It's a, I don't know. It's a, I used to get confused, but it's a thousand billion. 
I still get too confused. Much. I'm not going. That's lie. a tr- yeah. It's too much. Take a billion, bring out 999 friends, and you have a trillion, and then make a family of four, and you have the wellness industry market. Yowza. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into this here. Let's, let's back up. <laughs> Shall yeah, we? so, yeah, on our last podcast episode, 021, as Sean referenced, um, we, we, I got onto that podcast that morning ready to record when I had just been diving deep into the wellness industrial complex for one of my clients. And I was like, I can't even talk about what we're talking about today. Like, I'm so fired up about this topic. Now I need to talk about this other thing. And Sean's like, be cool. No, I didn't say anything. You're the one who said, Sean never lets me get off topic. So I'm going to get off topic. And then you just go and I'm like, okay. (laughs) I was like a rebellious, hot off the presses podcast teenager. Yeah, I love it. No, I'm just going to do what I'm doing. <laughs> My mom says I can't, so I'm gonna, and I'm gonna tell yeah. people about it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I here am we going are. To. I'm gonna tell the world. So I was researching some wellness trends for one of my clients, and then we started talking about this wellness industrial complex, and I was like, "What is this?" Like, had literally never gone far into what this topic is, and then when you start to loosen the lid, I like that metaphor. Yeah, I'm like instead of opening the the Pandora's well, box or whatever. I was just yeah. going to say, it's the step before the Pandora's. I was like, oh, what is this? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like loosened it. And I was like, oh, no. Like, is, what? Yeah. <laughs> is there a new mall opening near my house? The wellness industrial complex? I didn't even. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I wish. I so that would be, I would buy into that if it was like a wellness industrial <laughs> complex. Exactly. And I do believe that is the crux of the issue, actually. <laughs> so I'm going, so for people who don't know what the wellness industrial complex is, I'm going to, I'll just read a little bit from this New York Times article um, that talks a little bit about what it is before we, you know, get all into it. I think you, I thought we talked about you having, getting, starting to get more reliable sources. Anyways. All right. New York Times. New York Times. Why? It's not good. I'm joking. I love the New York Times. (laughs) Yes. I'm joking. Okay. Go for it. Because I always wanted to live in New York. I feel like yeah. it keeps me tapped in. I wanted to be that person who the New York tar- Times showed up on my doorstep on Sundays. Like, that's me who I too. wanted to be. I still want to be that. Oh. Still. Okay. I'll bring yeah. one. <laughs> when you live it. in your new neighborhood, and which is, you know, going to be a whole new thing, you can reinvent yourself and just, I'll bring the Sunday New York Times. You'll be a paper boy of one where you just drive from your house to my house and huck a New York Times on my porch and walk yeah. away. Yeah, it's when Uber takes on the, the I'll say the print, the news industry, right? Okay. So it'll be an Uber, Uber news, it'll be called. I like it. All right, let's do it. So right. the New York Times article that I was reading, um, the title of it is Worshipping the False Idols of Wellness, Charcoal, Toxins, and Other Forms of Nonsense are the Backbone of the Wellness other Industrial Complex. <laughs> <laughs> That's our so, podcast, Other Forms of Nonsense. <laughs> it literally could be marketing nonsense, maybe. So when I'm so torn about this issue because... I'm like fully bought into the wellness industry as a consumer. I'm like, yeah, what are we taking right now? Are we doing collagen? That's the thing. Are we? Do- what are we doing? We're doing the microblading. We're doing the. Blah, blah, blah. We're I don't doing- even know what that is. What's microblading? Yeah, exactly. Or right. what? It- yeah. Okay. It's a yeah. Exactly. Exactly. 
<laughs> so I like love to be up on like in the up and up on the wellness industry and anti-aging and longevity and like all of this type of thing. So when I started to read this, I was like, oh, I'm being bamboozled as it turns out. <laughs> and that bamboozling so, looks like this $600 blouse tank top I'm wearing. Yeah. <laughs> Made with the essence of dog spirit. But it brings me closer to the earth. <laughs> and somehow that is going to be better for me. It just means so, lie down. Anyways, yes. <laughs> yeah, really, it does. It actually does, though. That's the thing. They're not lying. <laughs> no, they're not. So I'll read a little bit from this article so everyone can understand a bit around this topic of the wellness industrial complex. And then Sean and I will get into talking about it. So it starts by saying, okay, sorry, who is this written by? It's written by a doctor. Let me just find out where her name is. Dr. Jen Gunter is an obstetrician and gynecologist practicing in California. The cycle, a column on women's reproductive health, appears regularly in Styles, which would be the section of the New York Times. So this is written under the cycle column. It starts off by saying, before we go further, I'd like to clear something up. Wellness is not the same as medicine. Medicine is the science of reducing death and disease and increasing long and healthy lives. Wellness used to mean a blend of health and happiness, something that made you feel good or brought joy and was not medically harmful, perhaps a massage or a walk along the beach, which I would take both of those right now. That'd be amazing. But it has become a false antidote to the fear of modern life and death. The wellness industry takes medical terminology such as inflammation or free radicals and levigates it to the point of incomprehension. Levigates? The resulting levigates. Wow. Yeah. I have never, I don't think I've ever said that word before. <laughs> I just wanted to levigates. make sure you didn't get the word wrong and I had to call you back. So we have to read No. L E V I G A T E S. Levigates? Okay. Is that correct? I don't know, word but it's the in day, the title. Everyone. It's in the title, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> That's a value-add service we are now providing, which is called the word of the day Sean and Lindsay have never heard. So, <laughs> the resulting product is a DIY medicine for longevity that comes with a confidence that science can only aspire to achieve. Right. Let's take the trend of adding a pinch of activated charcoal to your food or drink. While the black color is strikingly unexpected and alluring, is it? it's also... What? Yeah. No. Yeah. I know. Or scary? Is yeah. it scary? I don't know. Kind of scary. It is alluring, I guess. It's sold as a supposed detox in uh, quotation marks. Guess what? It has the same <laughs> efficacy as a spell from the local witch. <laughs> and even though they say that, and I feel like that is true, I'm like, hmm, how much charcoal do you add? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the problem. I'm interested. So it says... <laughs> Maybe it's a matter of aesthetics. This is my favorite part. Wellness potions in beautiful jars with untested ingredients of unknown purity are practically packaged for Instagram. How true is that? <laughs> yeah. Not uh, yeah. And that's just not. Yeah. That's a really interesting observation for me because I'm not that active on Instagram. I don't see how pervasive it has become in particular forms. I hadn't seen right. that. 
I mean, I th- I think this is the big shift, especially during the pandemic around like dermatologists and health and wellness professionals on TikTok and luring in moms and like mid 30s people who are now starting to get on TikTok. I feel like it's all about this kind of stuff. Well, there's a few things and it's really coincidental. But as Lindsay was working on a big client in wellness, I was working on an individual launching her business in wellness. And there's been an incredible amount of new businesses being launched by individuals that is what the sideline they've always wanted. And when you think about if there's not four years of medical school, four years of medical school, 28 years of medical school, right? (laughs) Uh, This wellness seems so accessible and so easy to become a master of and and focus on how you sell that to others. Like it's a real racket. Yeah. (laughs) So anyways, yes. I can hear your beautiful dog with sad sounds in the background. And I feel like he is um, empathizing with us as to the confusion of the wellness industrial. He's like, oh, he's like, I want to believe as well. Sean and Lindsay, it is slightly disappointing that we can't (laughs) believe. So it says toxins, as defined by the peddlers of these dubious cures, are are the harmful effects of modern life. That supposedly roam our bodies, causing belly bloat and brain fog. For without these toxins, there can be no search for purity. Clean tampons, clean food, clean makeup. There are also sacred acts and rituals to follow. And if you have unlocked the right achievement level, you will release your inner goddess. So it talks about, you know, peddling the negative to then be able to be a cure in a, for the positive. But it's not necessarily that those negatives are... Um, you know, validated or, or true in any way. So they say medicine and religion have long been intertwined and it's only relatively recent that they have been separated. The wellness industrial complex seeks to resurrect that connection. Ancient cleanse, sorry, ancient cleansing rituals with a modern twist, supplements, useless products, and scientifically unsupported tests. Here you go. This is this is a different uh, stat, but the dietary supplements are the backbone of wellness. Make up a thirty billion dollar a year business, despite so, studies showing that they have no value for longevity. So, so that's, that's just the dietary supplement part of it, which is a part of that for trillion. Yes. Yeah. So dietary supplements alone, they say, the backbone of of wellness make up thirty billion dollars a year, and they say that only a few vitamins have ever been proven. Um, to be medically beneficial. So things like folic acid during and before before and during pregnancy, yeah. as well as vitamin D for um, like bone structure and things like that. So these, all of these other supplements, like me taking a bunch of collagen that's probably just being broken down in my stomach and not used by my body, um, is actually the part of this $30 billion a year supplement industry. Why would one take collagen? One tip, like they say you take collagen for um, like, this is, this might not sound great, lubrication, like in the body. So like hydrating your skin, hydrating your joints and like all of that kind of stuff. But that collagen is something that's naturally produced in your body and degrades or is reduced over time. So when you take collagen supplements, you're still bringing back some of that, you know, vitality to your skin and your joints, but it actually apparently doesn't have much medical. Ingesting it doesn't have medical. Right. (laughs) Yeah, dermatologist I was speaking to recently for one of my clients was saying that, you know, the acid in your stomach is too strong to actually make the collagen um, beneficial. It doesn't get anywhere for you to be able to absorb it. So you're kind of just 
taking you just, it, your right. stomach digests it, and nothing happens. Uh, so I'm like, really? <laughs> I guess let me just pop over of... to Amazon quick and cancel something. If you, if you, don't I think mind. it's it's that idea of they don't they get they play with that idea of it's like, well, okay, well, how how could it hurt, right? Like you literally, there's some way about how this whole extension of what we've known as science and medicine gets through by sort of like, you know what, how how bad would it be that I'm ingesting collagen? Whereas with with pills and, and medicine, it's like that's, you know, the, the rigor that everything has to go through from a testing standpoint. It's much easier to influence the decision because if it's just wellness, as long yeah. as it's a wellness piece, I'm doing something good for myself, whether it fixes it or not. Totally. But I think that's where they're saying, you know, and the reason why we brought this topic is from kind of the marketing and brand kind of side of it. Like right. people feel like the strength of marketing and positioning of some of these messages is almost what's bamboozling people into spending a ton of money on stuff that's not actually going to work with being sold to um, to you by saying like, hey, you're not good enough. You're not ever going to be good enough. But if you take this supplement and you pay this money, you might get closer, but really you're kind of never going to get there. So it's that kind of toxic loop that they say um, is just more tricking people into buying things that they think are going to make them feel well when it doesn't have a lot of scientific validation. Yeah. So they say... The wellness industrial complex has managed to pervert the narrative and make supplements a necessary tool for nonsensical practices, such as boosting the immune system or fighting this war on inflammation. And they say moving the kind of product that turns the wheel of the wellness industrial complex requires a constant stream of fear and misinformation. Look closer at wellness sites and many of their physician partners, um, and you'll find a plethora of medical conspiracy theories, whether it's kind of vaccines and autism or bras and breast cancer, cell phone and brain cancer, all of these things that are... God, it's so broad. Say, no wonder it's and Yeah. Well, they say the narratives are being twisted, you know, to bring people in, and it's all through this notion of fear. Um, and the thing that I think is really interesting where they say most people think that they will be immune to these fringe ideas, but science says otherwise. We all make the mistakes of repetition for accuracy, a phenomenon called the illusionary illusory 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 yeah you guys sorry you guys is that it you guys figure it out yeah illusory illusory because it sounds like an olympic sport but i don't think it's jury i think it's illusory yeah illusory illusory truth effect um we all mistake repetition for accuracy, a phenomenon called the illusory truth effect, and knowledge about the subject matter doesn't necessarily protect you from that. Even a single exposure to misinformation that sounds like it could be quasi-plausible can increase your perception of accuracy. So this is like fake news, fake truth, you know, spreading these uh, messages that make people feel like it's got to be true. And the last part I'll say on this before we discuss it is many people, women especially, have long been marginalized and dismissed by medicine. And the answer does not lie in a predatory conspiracy theories or a full religion or expensive magic. Um, it's in its current form, wellness isn't fulfilling the gap left by me medicine, it's exploiting it. So yeah. it's looking at the fears, elevating fears, exploiting them, especially for people who have been dismissed by medicine, a lot of the time, typically women, and telling them that, 
they can be better, that they'll be good enough if they keep buying and keep paying and all of this stuff for these supplements and things that may not be making a difference. This is kind of the whole crux of the issue around the wellness industrial complex. Right. And it's it's interesting because when we first talked about it, because it applied to you helping me with my small client saying, oh my God, have you heard this? And it was like, oh my God. And then I kind of went, yeah, but what? You know, and then you and I always have our little conversations and it's like, yeah, but <clears throat> what's the, ba- it's all about balance, right? It's really around, th- hey, listen, have you ever heard the term snake oil? <laughs> yes. It's what it is. And I, I just Googled it right now and on Wikipedia, and I'm, I'm sure for those who don't know, or even to, I always find it's interesting to know the the origin of a term. And snake oil is a euphemism for deceptive marketing, healthcare fraud, or a scam. Similarly, the I have always associated with a snake oil salesman, um, and it's that it's that, and and it's it's always been there. I think where I kind of took a step back and said, "Listen, I think it's important for people to understand this." However, don't assume that everyone who, you know, there are those who benefit from it. There are those who make conscious choices of certain things they want. They like it. It does what they want it to do. And they become ambassadors for it. And it's all, there's always going to be that imbalance. Women have been, are more uh, prone to it. Absolutely. And have been for a long time. So I think it's great timing as, you know, we become more woke about so many things. Um, but it's basically any oppressed aspect of society, whether it's racial, whether it's uh, gender-based or sexual, when something good starts to happen, there will be those who want to exploit. And yeah. where they exploit is with the vulnerable. So it was interesting because the article you first mentioned is from 2018. You know, that, that that means, yeah, this is a thing. You and I always want to know what was happening before COVID and how has that been impacted? And I think we see that. Um, but hey, it's the other side of the spectrum. It's a doctor making a commentary on how this is so bad. Listen, the medical industry is not great either. So where you have to kind of look at it is to say it was an opportunity to get around a system that was very difficult to access, right? So mm-hmm. you look at you look at COVID and you look at what happened is a lot of people, us included, lost access to things, but gained access to other things. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, you used to have to wait months to even get in to see a therapist for the first time. I pity anyone who's ever had to do that. Um, now you can call up, you know, you can get an app and call up and talk to the same professionals. So it's just this sort of uh, like anything you and I talk about, what COVID brought on was this catalyst for whatever behaviors were there first. Those that were already starting to get established really took off. Right. Whatever was enabled by technology um, and was was something that became more accessible and could scale accordingly, then, hey, that's what happened. So I I love the conversation because you and I have said this as well. Is it a bad thing? Is it a good thing? It's like, look. Yeah. You can't look at this as one moment in time. It's not one particular dynamic and this is nothing like this has ever happened before. It's like... Or a bad thing or a good thing. It's yeah. Not like, we're not saying, like, this is bad. Boom. And it's not about marketing is the bad thing. This is what, you know, you and I had this deep conversation. And marketing just does the job. And if the intention is evil, that's yes. what's identified, right? So, oh, it's the the problem is the marketing. No, the problem is all these people who have an idea that, that goes beyond doing good for people and people want to make money. And this happens. And marketing is the means by which they do it. Absolutely. Um, but that's my take on this whole sort of 
backing away from it's a marketing issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think like what we, the reason we do this podcast and what we really believe to be true is that we think brands have the power to do a lot of great things, you know, in the world and trying to help our clients do that. And so as we say that it's not a marketing issue, I completely agree. I think it's a purpose issue. Like what is, what's the reason by which you are doing this? Yeah. So is it to sell a bunch of collagen to people who don't understand what collagen does or how your stomach acid works? Or is it to actually be there to support people on their wellness journey? Because as you say, you know what, if if taking collagen makes me feel good and I'm like, oh, I'm feeling better, I'm doing something for myself and I, and all that kind of stuff, that's not a bad feeling mm-hmm. as, long I'm a, as long as I have the information and I'm aware of the situation, which I think is why we're talking about it today, to bring some of that awareness to people of what's going on so they can make well-informed decisions. Mm-hmm. Now, if I may go down my little sort of interesting path since you and I talked yesterday. You may. Let's do it. So what I'm talking about is when I was doing the research, I'd say the first recognized brand that was called out as a perpetrator in this wellness industrial complex in in my search was Goop, Gwyneth Gwyneth Paltrow's brand. Um, And I I had heard things about it. I had heard like my wife watched one episode um, on, I don't know, it was Netflix or something. And to be quite honest, it's not for her. Um, Right. Because I loved it. Right. I binge watched all of those episodes and I don't even (laughs) have the time to do that. I did it. And that's about the last that I heard of it. I mean, as far as Gwyneth Paltrow, I've neither loved nor hated her. I think she was a good actress in most things that I've seen. First heard about her when she was Brad Pitt's fiance during in one of the best movies I've ever seen, which was Seven. Um, You know, and she's such a good movie best movie ever i'm still creeped out thinking about it right now so anyways she's always been this brand she was one of the first sort of what i'll say a celebrity vegan she was always doing these somewhat extreme things and bring, bringing new movements forward uh you know she and then she had the, the cooking show with mario batali which was like she was vegan mario batali is as carnivore as you can get uh if you right. know any of his restaurants or his whole belief um she's always been this interesting sort of she does push the envelope in areas and i respect that but then i went down this like what is this goop and let me look and i went to the web because there was a lot of negative stuff being said over this whole thing the main reason was because this the woman who wrote the article jen gunter 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 that they they referenced in one of the interviews with her that like goop is her nemesis then I go to the website and I went on a hate journey because... You did? Oh, yeah. Well, I just came off the trail of Lindsay going like, you have to read this wellness industrial complex because it is the perfect example. Goop was exactly what she was talking about. And that's why, though, she did call it out. So I had to kind of look at that and I just was like, here's what happens. I go and it looks like Sephora. It's not what I expected, but again... Not that, you know, I'm not that I'm like, ooh, what did you see? It makes me want to go shopping. Exactly. And Sephora is a brilliant, brilliant organization. They completely, what is it? Disrupted the cosmetic beauty and, and, and cosmetic industry. Then I scroll down and I'm just, next thing I see are clothes. It's very anthropology-like. Like, they do a beautiful job of selling you things. Um, a lifestyle. Seeing, 
a lifestyle. So then the next thing I see is these clothes, okay? I'm like, well, they're fine. They're very minimalist. They're very simple. And by minimalist, I don't mean skimpy. I mean just very simple. <laughs> Look at the price tag. <laughs> like a sleeveless is, you know, they all have their names. Sleeveless white blouse with a bow on it was $480. <laughs> Welcome to the Gwyneth life. Right. So that's where I just started laughing, going like, oh, my God, this is so overt. And then I talked to Lindsay. She's like, okay, but, you know, let's not bash. And So so then I kind of, what happened was this morning, I'm like, okay, I'm really going to get into it. I, you know, I want to take some time. I was going on to this lovely Stairmaster. And uh, I'm already torturing myself. So why don't I see if there's a podcast for oh, Goop? Oh, is there? Oh, there's six or something Oh, I, I was like just going to say, I don't doubt it. Right? To which I'm like, of course there is. But I didn't go to the the Gwyneth Paltrow official Goop one, I went to one that's like commentary. It's called Goop Yourself, right? So I go into that and I'm like, I love this, right? Because it's like good for the brand regardless. If you if you have people who for five years have sustained a podcast that is all about the good and the bad, right? And how they're torn. Mm -hmm. That's literally what it's about. They're torn about the good and the bad. And so I, Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I listened to that for about 10 minutes because they were insufferable and uninteresting. I hate to say it. But then finally, I go to the, the Gwyneth one. And it's fine. Uh, she has good guests. Again, it's not for me. But what they've done brilliantly, what the company has done brilliantly is maintain that separation between Goop, the organization, Goop, the brand, Goop, the lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. And the owner of Goop. Right. Like, it's. I right. kind of had this whole sort of, like, is she doing anything bad? No. She literally has created the lifestyle and the access to things that she has, right? Nothing to be ashamed of. And she's trying to do good with it. And if that means yeah. it's profitable, then she's just going to gather more haters. That's all. Because <laughs> I think right? that's kind of where it's, I think it started in a really good place. And I'm very interested in the things that they try to debunk. Like, I feel like a goop came from them questioning the validity of the of wellness trends and products and things like that. And that's what that next Netflix series was all about. Each episode was focused on one sort of wellness trend or ritual oh, and they would or test product. It? And they would test it. So they oh. would do it. Like, they would take three or four people from the goop company and they would go and do it. So the one episode that was really interesting was all around diet and lifestyle. And it was like um, vegetarian diet, vegan, um, one with meat. And then like I think it was those three. Yeah, maybe or three or four. Yeah. So there was three or four different types of diets. And each person took a few weeks and did each of these diets. They did their blood work and everything before. And then they did their blood work measuring certain markers afterwards. And Gwyneth took the most challenging one, which was essentially like detox, insanely clean eating, eating very little over the course of this um, time period. And she showed how she was really struggling, having a very hard time. Um, okay. So she's not afraid yeah, to. Yeah. Cause she's like, Hey, um, I'm in Hollywood. I'm a famous person. I do this stuff. Like she does her looks and how she looks and all of that kind of stuff is how she makes money. So she's, she's like, I will do these hardcore things because this is my livelihood in my life. So you watched her on this episode over the course of a couple of weeks, torture herself essentially. And then they did all of their, um, like wellness metrics and things after that. 
And I think the diet with, I think it was the pescatarian that was actually the most beneficial with things like cholesterol and like all of that different type of stuff. Right. So, yeah. And I think it came from originally a very good place of them trying to help people see the light or debunk some of these things. And as you say, now has turned into like $600 shorts that can get you closer to the There were, there were $600 shorts (laughs) and I went in detail going like... They're made of angel tears, so whatever that's worth. <laughs> as long as angels didn't make it in a sweatshop, I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's tears of joy. So yeah, you know, I, I looked at both sides. I looked at it all and I'm like, listen, I mean, the, the, the intro of her po- podcast, like it's her trailer includes Oprah. So so it's that sort of the more successful it'll be. But it was an, just an interesting like, you know. They do it so brilliantly is like you just gave an example of is the human aspect of there's a level of flawless, a flawed, of flawedness. Is that a word? Flawedness. It is now. <laughs> it's the crux. There, I did it again. But anyways, it was, it, it's just been a journey for me to be like, I can't hate this because it's kind of like she has actually, you know, even when you hear her and she'll interview someone, she talks about her past is like, I feel like a real dick saying this, but how hard has it ever really been for you? And then I yeah. hear myself. I mean, we don't have to judge Gwyneth. If we don't, but but <laughs> she puts herself like there's not like, yeah, they got nailed for a couple of missed claims. I want to talk about the vagina stuff a little bit because that'll get more listeners. Um, but there's been some false claims and they make all this news about it. And she, you know, like, I've seen nothing where she's like adamantly defending. It's sort of like, okay, so what's there to defend? Like, you know what I mean? If you're a, I think it's like a hundred and something billion dollar, I don't know, it's huge. But I think she's working it well. There you go. I'm just saying is I'm trying to think of where would so much hate come from because she's never done a bad thing. She's just a good person. Yeah, it's be, it's because she's amazing and looks great for her age and is successful and has launched this business and she's more than just an actress and people don't like that. Yeah, and she's married. She was married to the most amazing rock star. Okay, so can we move away from the hate? Yeah. Okay, so we're almost done. Can I just? I have to tell about the jade eggs. Can I talk about the jade eggs? You heard about them, but do you know what they do? I do not. No, okay. go for it. Okay. You know they have to do with a vajayj, right? I do. Okay, so here's right from the site, and there's a lot of controversy around this, and this is just one of a few that basically has now barred them from making any medical-like claims on any product, which is like, that's fine. They seem to say, okay, yoni eggs, I think they're called, harness the power of energy work, crystal healing, and a Kegel-like physical practice. As a, With a wife with three children, I know what Kegels are, but Google it if you don't. Insert the egg into your vagina and feel the connection with your body by squeezing and releasing the egg. Wow. And then it tells you, like, step one, wash your egg with soap and water. Yeah. <laughs> Gently insert the egg into your... I think maybe the first and the last step. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, until next time, clean your egg after use and before using again. Keep it in or on a space that is sacred to you or has good you- vibes. You keep the jade egg in a place that has good vibes. That's in the instructions. Yes, I'm. I'm not like saying this. So <laughs> what I love about it is what one of her big things is. We shouldn't be ashamed to talk about these things. I love this. Do you know how much it costs? It looks like a little Easter egg. Happy Easter, everyone. It's eighty six dollars Canadian. Oh, it's not as much as I thought. Anyways, and what's the candle? Smells like my vagina. Huge seller. I mean. 
I can imagine why. Sorry, can people I clarify that? Peop- can I clarify that? The egg doesn't, the, the candle doesn't smell like my vagina. <laughs> it's the name of the candle. I'm not sure why we're letting Sean be the one who talks about all this vagina business. Because but. you don't. Because it is a vagina business. <laughs> the the candle is titled Smells Like My Vagina. And it's very popular. Now over to you, Lindsay. This is the funny thing about that, though, is that this is where I'm like, is it not negative? Because the part of it that I like is that. I'm not saying it's negative. No, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm like saying you're saying it's negative. Okay. But people, people who are like, why would Gwyneth Paltrow sell a candle that smells like her vagina? I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Women are allowed to talk about what their vagina smells like. like exactly. We are not going to be. We do not need to be like hushed or ashamed of our bodies or to feel guilty about anything. This is also, this is the whole crux of the wellness industrial complex, especially for marginalized groups, like they say in healthcare, like women, where it's shame, it's guilt, it's all of that stuff about our bodies that are making us buy into this notion that we're never going to be good enough. And good for you, Gwyneth. Exactly. Like, you put out whatever your vagina smells like. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, I feel it's, like... It's, it's put as... No, the person who buys it is saying it smells like... That's how I see it. It's like, it's that empowerment and is... Like, it truly is the antithesis of what the article was about because there's no claims being made here. There's nothing... Right. Do you know what I mean? It's just saying, doesn't it feel good to buy to buy something that literally has that label on it? it's so transparently it's like no it's not going to fix a medical condition it's just it's making a statement and a statement is be bold you know it's that movement she's trying to say women should feel very comfortable talking about their sexuality yeah and your body is not bad yeah and and when they don't to be fixed bad things happen and that is societal this is it brings it back to what is at the core of this wellness industrial the exploitation so I'm yeah, just like, no, the shame, I think it's brilliant. The guilt that then makes people buy stuff and people and it's and it's people who are out for not great purposes that are getting marginalized or vulnerable groups into buying things because they feel bad about themselves. That's the problem. Yeah, and when you when you price it, it's called this smells like my vagina. 98 bucks. And again, not a bad thing is to say, look, I don't want a bunch of people spending the money they don't have. If there's someone there who saved two months of their paycheck when they don't and they to buy uh, a six hundred dollar pair of shorts, that's not that's not Gwyneth's fault. It's not Goop's fault. They're not trying that's to where, talk to that person. Yeah, people need to be aware of what the messages they're seeing and, and the information they're being fed and how that plays into their decisions. But more power to you if you mm-hmm. make your decisions with an open eye, as I think all we're trying to, to say. And then to say, you know, from a brand perspective, put the way that you're helping people before the way that you're selling to yes. people. And I think that's apparent here. I think that's her purpose. Yeah. Her purpose is clear. Um, and it's it's doing good for the right people. But the more successful she'll be, the more she'll be the target of hate. Right. And I think that's she's okay with that. for you. What are you going to yeah. do? You know what it's like, Lindsay. <laughs> I mean, just in my neighborhood. <laughs> okay, shall we wrap it up? We are far past time. It's been a crazy one, Lindsay. So thank you. Happy Easter. Thank you. Well, 
who knows when people will listen to this, but happy Easter to you too. Yeah. Oh, we never said it's Good Friday. Awesome. I will see you next week. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Have a great day. That's it for this episode, my fellow marketeers. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, subscribe to this podcast at thetwomarketeers.ca. That's thetwomarketeers.ca. Spell it out. Be sure to tune in for more marketing adventures every month from us, the Two Marketeers. But you can just call us Sean and Lindsay. Actually, I would prefer Wise Guy. Yeah, I, I know you would. We're not. We're not doing that.